We're learning the Nefesh Achaim about the year which is necessary, which has to precede uh, Torah. And looking closely at what the Nefesh Achaim says, we ha- can identify three different points of what that year is. The first one we spoke about was when he talks about the commitment to Halacha. The second prerequisite he spoke about was the fact that a person is aware that, as you phrased it last week, that he's learning with Hashem v'chavrusa, Hashem's learning, teaching him. But there's a third point that he makes as well, and that's what I want to talk about today. And the third point he makes, let's read the language inside. Twice, when he talks about the feeling a person should have when they sit down to learn. So the first time when he brings it, he says, I'm reading from what you already learned previously, that a person has to have before he begins to learn. And his language is, beginning of Perik Vav, and what a person needs is, a person needs to, to vidu for anything is done wrong from the depth of his heart. That way the Torah he learns afterwards will be on a high level of Kedusha, it will be more pure. And he repeats this again, again for Exine, we'll be holding. When he's talking about the preparation that a person should make for learning, he writes the beginning of Karakzayin, the Zeus, Reid Adam. What's appropriate for a person, Hachin Atzmoy, Kaes, but he should always prepare for himself, Koedem Shiyach Chadil Moed, before he begins to learn. Nishashev, Ma'atim Koenis, Barach Shmei Bitar Asalev, Biyaras Hashem. But to think about Hashem from a level of purity of heart. That's Yiras Hashem, we spoke about last time. And now he says again, Uli Tayr, Mabi Noisa, Bihur Echeva. And then he should have Hihuri Chuvah, thoughts of Chuva, to purify him from his Averis. And the point of that, that we can connect, you can unite base Oscar Batara Kadoshai at the time that he's learning Torah, but with Hashem's words and Hashem's Ratan. And then he says the last point, which we also mentioned previously, the Gamikabal Atma will accept on himself, the acceptance to keep the halacha. Whatever he sees is the right way to act based on what he learns. So that's the first point. Let's read the next point. Let's read the.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.
that the world stands on the turning of little children. What about after learning? Papa's and Avaya's level of learning was way more advanced and way more profound than the level of a Chayla child. And if the Torah which is being taught in the Alephes or in Chumash by little kids has the ability to maintain the world, then our Papa says, understood how much more so the Torah on the level and understanding of our Papa and Abayah should be something which maintains the world, and Abayah disagrees. And Abayah says, no, in one aspect, the Torah learning of little children has more power than the Torah of even Amorim like ourselves. And what is Abayah's reason? Because there's more of a level of purity from Chet in the Torah of children, which there isn't by people who are older. That doesn't mean to say that Abayah and Rafapa were people who were doing Averis. They were not just among our greatest Tamilichachomim, but our greatest Tzadikim as well. But nevertheless, the fact that people, by definition of being people, have done Averis means that, in, and even if they don't shiver, to a certain extent, the Torah isn't the same Torah as a person who's never done Averis. And then for Kavachim, for a person who hasn't done Shiva, so then in some way the Torah is tainted. In some way the Torah is tainted, and that's why in order for a person to be more successful in their Torah learning, it's a prerequisite that they do Shiva. Why? So we know that a certain part of learning Torah is based on the principle that we saw previously that the Torah, so to speak, that a person learns is, if you're going to call it, now housed in the person. He becomes the receptacle to hold the Torah. And you saw how much Torah a person can hold in Siyat the how much Hashem gives them the Torah to retain. And therefore, just like we're talking about Yerushimayim as being an Oitzar, as being a storehouse, as being a container, as being something which can hold the Torah. So, if you think about it, just on the most practical, physical level, the person themselves, their mind, their memory, is really the clear which is holding the Torah. And now, how much, how successful the clear is that going to be? And so this is the yisad of what makes something a more appropriate clear for Torah. And the answer is, if you give a marshal, just to explain the idea. Some, let's say, one wanted to store something like, something valuable. And you're looking for a place to store it. So obviously the first requirement you would have is a place where it's not going to get damaged. It's not going to get ruined. A place where storing it there will look after it. And if you got to store something in a place where the nature of the place is it's going to ruin what you're storing in it, so that there wouldn't be a good choice of a place of storage. The dogma. If I was trying to store, let's say, wine, this is always a martial use for Torah, so the first thing I would look for is a clean container. But to store fine wine in a dirty container is just going to contaminate the wine. It's just going to ruin it. And therefore, there's a certain understanding that the container that I'm creating to store something has to be pro- uh, the right 
kind of content, if you're going to say, which is right to store this object. And therefore, if we're discussing what's the right container for Torah. So the container Hashem created for Torah is the person's mind. The person's mind, that's where the Torah is meant to be stored. And if we're possible there, Hashem tells us, Kisve Maluach Yibecho. Which literally means write the Torah on the Luach is on the tablet of your heart. That the place which is meant to hold the Torah is a person's heart. And if that's the case, so then depending on the person's heart is how much they're able to store their Torah. So what's going to determine the quality of the person's heart to store Torah is how pure that heart is. And therefore, somebody who's been metame himself by doing a virus makes him a less uh, a less appropriate option for exploring the Torah. Somebody who's on a higher level of purity, so then his heart is more of an appropriate, so to speak, place for the Torah to rest. And we know this is always the issue. That just like by the Shechina, for a place where the Shechina can rest, depends on the purity of the place. The more Torah a person is, the more he's able to receive Kedoshim. The more corrupted the person has become by the various he's done, the more a person is unable to feel and to connect to Kedoshim. And that's how it the Torah. The, the more Torah a person is, which means the more he's on a level of detachment from a barrier, and therefore the Taras Alev, which he talks about the whole time, the more person is in a, something which can be used for the Torah to be stored in. His heart is, let's say, a fitting vessel to hold the wine of Torah. The more a person is Tomei, and therefore uh, he is in a place which is very different to Torah, and there's even the chance that he can, let's say, uh, sully the Torah, if he wants to use such words. The Torah will be stored in a, in a dirty, in a contaminated vessel, so then remember he's less likely to retain Torah. And therefore part of what's needed in order to prepare one to learn Torah is at the very least the chiva before a person learns. Of course, for a person whose heart is completely pure, and we're talking about the Tilaka Shel Beisrabu, so then that's the best receptive for Torah. But even if that's not the case, the fact that a person can do chiva, and therefore his heart is that much purer, still makes it a better storage place for Torah. That's the third requirement of Yerush Shemayim before a person then. Let's explore this a bit better. There's a famous Rambam in Hilchus Chavah. And Rambam says in the 7th, 8th parrot, come and see how great Chavah is. Because look at the change that can be brought about through Chavah. And the Rambam contrasts. And he says, yesterday as being a time before a person did Chavah, Vahayam. And today, which is when a person's done Chavah, or after a person's done Chavah. The Rambam says, Amish, yesterday, in his pre-Chavah state, so he was considered a Chavah, uh, he was considered a Chavah, an abomination as of Hashem. He wasn't wanted. He does mitzvahs. Obviously mitzvahs, and they don't makabal them in Shemaim. He davens the Torah in Tfilasa of his Tfilah gets ripped up. And the Hayam, 
and today, having done Shiva, so he's considered an Ohu Vareya, he's beloved, he's considered a friend. Oisim Mitzvah, Makabri Moisam Baratsam. The Mitzvah he does are accepted happily. He he, he davens and he's answered. And therefore, the Ramah says, see what a difference Shiva can make. And the famous question of this Rambam is that the Rambam already told us what Shiva entails. And Shiva isn't an immediate thing, Shiva is a process. It needs harata, it needs a zevasachet, it needs vidui, it needs an acceptance of the future. According to Rambam, a prophet Shiva even needs a person to be being put into the same situation again and being victorious. That's not emish vahayam. That's not something which happens overnight. And if that's the case, how can the Rambam say here that this is the effect of Shiva when according to Rambam's own definition, this is not the Shiva Shlema. This is not the full Shiva that a person needs to do. And the answer is that it's true, it may not be the full Shiva. When we're talking about the full Shiva, we're talking about a Shiva which can act to completely obliterate, so to speak, the very that a person does. Like Rabbi Yenna writes at the beginning of Shari Shiva, and he gives the marshal of a garment which has been buried, which has been soiled, and he says, of course, uh, anything that the person does to wash it out will make it cleaner than before, but it's only the fi hakibos islabin. It will only return to its former pristine whiteness when a person scrubs it properly, and the proper shiva, which can completely negate the effect of the avera, is a process which takes a long time and involves many steps. Shemaniyan himself goes through 20 different steps. But there's a level of shiva which a person so to speak, enables him to reconnect to Rakhmas. When a person's in the, in the act of the Avera, you're going to call it like that, so that's the case, he's lost his ability to connect to Kedusha. And therefore his Torah, his mitzvahs, his davening, even if he does do mitzvahs, even if he does daven, it's not accepted for Ratzin and Jermaine. And in his Tomei state, there isn't the possibility of him accepting Kedusha in similarly Torah. Whereas when a person does Shiva, so even if it's not the full Shiva, at the very least, the level of the Shiva is something which can change the person's, so to speak, status from being Tommy to being something which can receive Kedusha. And at that stage, in the Mitzvah he does, in the Torah he learns, in the Tvilis he davens, they can connect to Kedusha again. And that's the Koyach of Torah also. That the Torah which the person learns in the state of Tumor, we have a Pasuk, to the Rosh Hashem says, why are you, why are you learning my Torah? Speaking my Halachas. That's Kedusha, as if the Torah of the Rosh isn't uh, accepted, isn't wanted. Whereas when a person is not in that category, the acceptance that they want the hero of we're talking about already puts them in the category of somebody who is not that Russia, and then they are able to accept Torah, and then remember their learning is going to be a different learning. And that's the use of over here. And that is that what's necessary as far as the understanding is an oitzer of Yerushalayim. There's a storehouse of Yerushalayim, and the amount of Torah a person can learn is the amount of Torah that you can put in that storehouse. And now understanding it's on a deeper level. The storehouse is the person. The storehouse is the person. And if he's, if he's a person who has Yerushimayim, then he becomes a storehouse which can hold Torah. And if he's a person who doesn't have Yerushimayim, and therefore he doesn't, he has, he's not on a level 
which is worthy of accepting Torah, and he doesn't have a store to keep the Torah, and even if he spends time learning Torah, it's not going to the Torah is not going to be retained by him. Okay, so therefore the advice the Nefesh Chaim gives us of what a person has to do before he learns is really all going to enhance his learning. The fact that he thinks Hashem is teaching me, he's going to keep him focused, he's not going to interact. The fact that he knows that I'm learning in order to come out with a, with a maskana and that's going to obligate me, keeps the person uh, and, and learning in a way which he makes sure he understands and knows and doesn't just become an unclear abstract idea. And the fact that a person knows that the amount of Torah he retains depends on his level of, of Tyra. And therefore, before he learns, there's a certain sense of chiva, and he should deserve to retain the Torah, he's going to give the person to remember. And this is the point one always sees. You know, we always learn in yeshivas that the mashkichim always quote that a person's tzlach in Torah is based on zero shemayim. And there's always bachim who hear this from always of questions because they look around the base medrash. And they see that those boys who are very bright, very gifted, who understand very quickly, can ask great questions, can argue and can discuss anything. And they aren't necessarily the boys who are the biggest Yerushalayim, the boys who are the most careful about halacha. And uh, it always has the question, if that's the case, it seems that the success is more based on the person's intellect and a level of understanding more than on his uh, year Shemaim and how carefully he's about doing the wrong thing. And the answer which the Mashkichim always gives to this is wait and see. You're looking at it from the, the immature perspective of the 18-year-old, 19-year-old is in the yeshiva. Wait and see. Give it 20 years, give it 30 years and see what the results are of each bach. And well, I remember having this question myself when I was the 18-year-old Bacher who heard this from his Bashkirchim. I remember giving, being given this answer. And uh, now, with holding some 20, 30 years later, I can testify to saying I have had the time to see the results. And the Yisrael is true. Those people who were the super geniuses, who were the quickest to understand, who were in, always in the middle of the argument, given time, didn't become the biggest Lamelech HaChomim. And didn't even stay in the world of Torah. And this goes back to the Yisrael which the Gemara said. And that is, the, the way to measure the success of Torah, the yardstick of achievement in Torah, isn't necessarily who can think of more questions, when you can argue a better argument. The success of Torah is how much a person retains Torah. And that's the Gemara says, and now we're learning that that's the depends on how Torah a person is. And therefore, somebody who is more Torah is going to know more, is going to remember more. And therefore, he's going to be more of a kibble, a storum, so to speak, some which can hold Torah. That's the, the third of the, thing, of the three elements which are necessary. Now, there's always a question people ask on this. And because we know there's a Chazal, that Hashem is quoted as saying, 
if only people who had left Hashem would still learn Torah, because the Torah has the ability to make people, to turn them around and bring them back to Tshuva again. So why do we say that if a person doesn't have Yerushimayim, so then he's not going to get Yerushimayim to Torah? And here it seems to say that even someone who's abandoned Hashem and hasn't done Tshuva, nevertheless the Torah has the effect on them of bringing them back to the Mutter. So there's two Machshavas one can have. The first one is, we're talking about two different things. Maybe the Koyach of the Torah is to awaken in people the desire to do Tshuva, but then it has to go through a three-step process, which means the Torah is going to be the factor which is going to bring them to Tshuva, and then the Tshuva will be the factor which will afterwards lead them to be able to remember the Torah. That's the one option. One can also say another point. We quoted before in the Pasuk. And then the Shem says, Tarasha, why were you why are you learning my halakhas? And we can ask on that Pasuk. If the Torah has the ability to turn people around and return them the mutter to what's good, so maybe Hashem should be happy that Rosh is learning. This might be what's going to make the difference in his life. And the answer to that is the uh, the answer to that is the site. And that is that you know, the Torah, it's true, can have an influence to change a person, but it has to be for a person who's willing to be changed. And therefore, a person who's learning Torah as the Russia, who's not going to let the Torah change them, he's learning Torah to disprove the Torah, who's going to try to do that, or to disagree with the Torah, who's going to try to do that, then it's not necessarily in the framework that the Torah is going to be something which changes him. Regardless of which one, but both of these points are correct. But the principle is the same principle, and that is, a person has to prepare themselves first as the kli which is going, which the Torah is going to fill, and the Yerushalayim, which is the oitza, which is the person's Torah, as we said now, is how much a person is on the level to receive Torah, and. The more a person is connected to Avera, and the more Tamil they are, the more they've made themselves a place in the Torah County. That's the Yisad of the Nefesh Chaim, of the, what a person is meant to do in order to preserve the Torah. And now he gives another example from the continuation of the Gemara in Shabbos. He says, not just before a person learns, but even in the middle of the learning. A person is allowed to take a break. If a person feels that even though he's involved in the circuit, he's losing his feeling of connection to Yerushalayim, which that which he began the learning with. So he can take off time in the middle. To refocus on Yerushalayim and get back with feeling. The person tells his servant, his agent, I want to store a core, it's a very big quantity of wheat, so please carry it all up to the attic, to the loft, where we can store it. And the man does that. And after he's finished, so the Balabais asks him, Omele, or after him, Kav Chumtin, did you mix in with them? Uh, Kav is a small measure of Chumtin, and Chumtin is a kind of sand, which was used as a preservative to stop the wheat from spoiling. Omele, he told me to pull the wheat to the root, so I did, but I didn't add anything to the wheat. So Amalai is the Balabai says, 
it would have been better you didn't carry everything up rather than carry it up without first adding in the chumtin. Why? Because without the chumtin, which is a preservative, the wheat is going to spoil. And therefore there's no point storing wheat in a way where it's not going to maintain its freshness. And in a case like that, what's going to really have to happen is all the wheat's going to have to be taken down, it's going to have to be mixed with the kalf chumtin and then re, uh, re-carried up to the river for a second time. And therefore this is mutaf shalalaysa because bringing all this wheat to the roof without the kalf chumtin is that an exercise in futility. It's going to have to be repeated. And the nimshal, l'kayl emsa esek v'tfuz chachmus When a person is busy gathering wheat, which is gathering in Torah knowledge, so he has to mix in the kayv chumtin. The kayv chumtin is a preservative. And shiroi gamke, the arav asech yirish yasparish yisbarach, kadeh shiskan tamar biyadah. It is a preservative which is going to make sure that it lasts. It doesn't spoil. And if a person gathers Torah without the preservative, it will say the same thing. But what he did was an exercise in futility because it's all going to be forgotten. Now when a person is selling wheat, he's allowed to add the preservative to the wheat. And even though the wheat is being sold by weight, and now part of the weight isn't pure wheat, it's also the sand which is a preservative, that's okay. This is stealing from other people. Am I allowed to charge him for wheat if part of what he's getting is preservative, is chumtin? That should belong in Seder Lezikin. What are doing here in the Gemara of Yerushalayim? Just like in business. Even though it looks like he's stealing by charging the person for wheat and giving him sand, but nevertheless, since that's what preserves the tour, and without this, your tour is going to spoil. It's understood, the person who's buying it wants to buy a tefillah which is going to last, and that means part of it is going to be chumtin, and he'll see that's what he wants. Therefore, any chayish b'shum gezel, kein rasha on the hafsek of the battles man muot me'alimut, a person who takes some time of learning, ne'isboinen, ma'at b'yiris Hashem, ve'en chayish b'shum gezel, kevin shahagorim sh'yizkayim etzlech hafsek of the That's going to be what causes him to retain his learning, and therefore he doesn't have to worry about bitul Torah. Because Adrab, this is what's preserving the Torah. And therefore, just like if a person had a technique of learning and how to remember his learning, so the effort he puts into the steps of remembering isn't considered a bit of that's part of learning. It's the same thing here, Yerushimayim, which is, like he says, a necessity for a person to remember his learning. So to spend the time recharging his Yerushimayim isn't bit that's a part of what's necessary in order to enable the person to learn. So what we see, and we'll finish with this, we see that there's two different mashalim of what stores Torah. We talk about the storehouse which stores Torah, but the Torah needs a place to be in. And there's a second point, the Torah needs a preservative. And uh, just like the wheat, it needs a storehouse and it needs the chumtin, which will mix with the wheat. The same thing that Shachayim tells us, there's a storehouse for Torah, but there's also the chumtin, the mirrors Hashem, that a person has to mix into the Torah. And then he says the person can even do it in the middle of learning if he feels he needs to do that. In order to, and that's going to be what preserves the Torah. And the obvious question is, what's the second, what's the second preservative? In other words, you understand that if a person makes himself the key to a couple Torah, if one wants, is going to store the Torah and remember the Torah, that's himself, and that's his Yerushimayim. That's because he's done Shiva, and therefore he's now Roy to receive and retain Torah. What's the second point we're referring to? What's this Kav Kumti, which a person has to add in, in order that the Torah gets stored and doesn't go back? I bet the show will see you next time.